and what I do for a living, I'm a theta healer. I'm probably one of the most expensive theta healers in the world, hmm. but I've been doing it for 17 years as a business and have done it, you know, full time. Yeah. There's value in that. You talk to somebody who's been, just been doing it a year or, and I'm also an instructor. So I teach people as well. I've been doing that for 17 years. Hmm. There's value in that, that yeah. I can, you know, just in my own experience. So it wasn't a side hustle for me. And I believe me, I've had side hustles. That's what happens when we're new entrepreneurs. I've had side hustles. I yeah. get that. But my business was never a side hustle. I had a side hustle that made sure that I had income coming in as I was starting a new business. Yeah. Building. Like, that's two completely different things. Right. And so, you know, that's the thing is that, you know, and people, you know, if you're not willing to treat it as a business, then you're going to make money like it's a hobby. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not going to serve you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are watching or listening. This is the Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, and you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. Okay, so Brenda Bailey, you're known as the Revenue Accelerator with uh, 13 integrative healing certifications that you work with. And you've operated as an entrepreneur for over 31 years. Is that all accurate? Yes. Okay. What, what got you started in working with uh, businesses and entrepreneurs? Well, I've been one for so long. So yeah. I know the journey of an entrepreneur. And I know the ups and downs. I always say that if you want to know what you need to work on, become an entrepreneur. Hmm. And um, there is no separation between us and our business. And what I realized very early, I have had two, I'll say two incarnations as an entrepreneur. Um, my first, I was a trade show, I owned a trade show sales company hmm. and I traveled all over the US, including Hawaii and Alaska. And as I say, about 18 years ago, something called the internet was a coming. <laughs> and we knew that people were, or I knew that people were going to be getting their information in a different way and finding out about products and that kind of thing. So I knew it was time. Mm -hmm. And I, what I had realized in that first, in those 14 years, I would attend, that's why I have 13 different certifications in integrative healing is because I would attend uh, workshops and seminars and retreats because that's what I did with myself when I wasn't working. And that was me giving myself care and doing my own time. But what I realized is when I did the really deep work, my income would double. Hmm. So I knew there was a correlation between me working on myself and the income that my company would produce. And, right. but the way that I had done it was really time consuming, expensive and arduous, even mm. painful. And I just kept thinking there's got to be a different way. And so when I discovered the modality called Theta Healing, that's when kind of like the heavens opened and the angels sang and I went, this is what will make it easier. And so a lot of people don't realize the correlation. Um, I, from what I understand, we're going in through planetarily, we're going in through a time where people are going to understand the connection of spirituality and being an entrepreneur and a, a business, right? Mm -hmm. So there is no separation between your personal and professional life. Right. I mean, there never yeah. has been, but they're saying that in this year, people are going to get it. Right. Well, you see that a lot with the uh, creator um, world that's been created by all the social media networks. Um, everybody's a creator. 
everybody's part of the platform. Not everybody, but you see many, many, many people have been subscribed to becoming a a small business unto their own where they get paid by posting videos to these platforms and basically just enhancing the, the platform and creating more engagement. Uh, so you definitely see that socially in the social media empires, uh, TikTok paying lots and lots of people to post videos of them dancing or doing whatever they're doing. Um, so you definitely see that uh, transpiring. That's starting to happen in greater and greater ways. For sure. Well, I think it did before the pandemic. And then I feel like that things changed. Hmm. And, you know, and now you're seeing things change again. Hmm. And because, uh, you know, I'm not even familiar with that. Okay. I, I think I've realized that word of mouth, you know, this business that I've had for 17 years has been built, except for like the last couple of years where I thought, well, let me be on podcasts, let me <laughs> do other things. But eventually it's about relationship and who I'm connected with. Now, the pandemic and the quarantine, I believe, allowed me to easily connect with people worldwide versus it was a smaller reach before mm. that. And good, bad, or indifferent, I know that a lot of people really, you know, I, they always say that, um, you know, during, you know, an economic turn or during, you know, a depression, mm -hmm. that more millionaires are made during right. that time because people pivot and that was the big thing is that it caused us all to pivot i'd already pivoted i was all yeah. pretty much virtual by the time that hit so i didn't skip a beat but a lot of people were scrambling mm -hmm. and i think it ended up for people producing more money that they would not have discovered had they stayed comfortable in what they were doing prior right. to the quarantine yeah. The interconnectedness changed. The uh, the reach, like you said, most people got a camera so they could communicate, which means they started to explore other things that were going on in the world and other avenues. Well, they market themselves differently. You know, as yeah. I said, if my, you know, at that time, 86-year-old mother could figure out how to mm -hmm. use Zoom to attend church, right. anybody could do, yeah. you know, anybody and I was already using Zoom before the pandemic. You know, I mean, it because, you know, I've been 17 years. So I was before right. the day of video conferencing, you know, we had to settle for Skype, which was a nightmare yeah. as far as that was a nightmare. <laughs> and so, you know, when Zoom came around, which I know that there are other streaming channels, it was a game changer because it yeah. was affordable. It was, you know, and that's what happened. People started getting more competitive. Right. You know, it was easier for people um, to be able, you know, because gosh, 31 years ago, advertising, the only, the only avenues that you had were TV or radio, which Yellow was prohibitive, <laughs> right? Like back yeah, in the day, right. I'm sounding pretty right. old, but I'm just mm -hmm. telling you, you know, so it's like, that's, I'm not telling you, I'm telling the viewers, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, it, those were the kind of things and we forget that it hasn't been that long. Right. Those things have really changed. And you know, people yeah. just started doing social media, you know, 17 years ago because they just wanted to meet people. Right. Nobody knew like, oh, I could do this to market as well. And then when people started figuring out, mm -hmm. that's when you yeah. started seeing. Yeah. MySpace was really geared towards, you know, um, representing yourself. And if you are a business, I think I think I had a business page or whatever they called it on MySpace. But I think it was, you know, as if it was a person, but it was a business name. And when I jumped over to Facebook, I did the exact same thing. My my Facebook, my initial Facebook um, presence was under a business name so that I could just because that's what I thought the Internet was useful for 2006 going into 2009. And then somewhere along there, the, the adjustments started to happen where they started to get more savvy with getting businesses online and getting them out of the traditional models of uh, marketing. And um, and yeah, it's now they figured out how to monetize all of that. So right. you're not paying, you're not getting anywhere with it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, 
But exactly. uh, yeah, that's yeah. And 31 years, it's a pretty good blink there of time of major transformations in business. It's kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag real life, guys. So there you go. <laughs> Little fur babies. Yep. Um, did you? Um, you were doing trade shows for sales. Yeah. Okay, I did as yeah. well, um, and I still kind of do. I dip into it every now and again. I, um, Not what, me. Well, no. you know, fourteen years, and doing them. You know, pretty much. Um, it probably took about six years to get it down to six months out of the year mm, right okay. so the main seasons right so um and, and then shows. Was, and then it was you know and then you know getting on waiting lists to do the shows that you really wanted to and then i again i think it's it was a message that i've maintained throughout my career i stopped doing what the big guys did yeah. and i found the smaller shows and made right. money and right that's, because that's kind of the was, you know do it. it was being in the sea being the only one in the sea versus, you know what I mean? In mm -hmm. the pond versus being one of many in the sea. Yeah. So, and that ended up, you know, really catapulting that, that, that company to seven figures as a result okay. of just taking a step back and saying, I don't want to do it like everybody else does. I don't want right. to do the big, big shows and get on the waiting list and hopefully, you know, and then the big shows, like you could get a crappy spot and you wouldn't make any money. Right. So it was being able to be where you, you know, could get into a smaller show. They really valued you and you were different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it just made it a whole lot easier. Yeah. I did write a book, uh, a vendor's guide to festivals and events. And it was my, uh, my thought that there was a little tiny pamphlet book to show people how to do trade shows and how to sell, you know, kind of like, here's how I did it. And here's my recommendations. And I, I did it because I was seeing I was seeing vendors at community events. They'd pop up these tents and wouldn't weigh them down. And then the wind would come and blow them away and it would run that the tent would hit people and hit cars and it was happening over and over again. And it was like, you know, I need to I feel like I needed to scream it from the rooftops. So so I, that was the main idea with the book was to say, here's some tips and here's what you need to do. You know, you need to do these things for safety for those around you and well, I, um, you know i did like the bigger shows so people would you know like you're the sales rep so here you know we're letting y'all in behind the scenes on what it looks like to do <laughs> like a trade show and yeah. you know you would talk to the sales rep and i'd be like well what booths are available and what corners do you have available and right. let me go ahead and do this and if i did back-to-back -back corners then i could share the electricity because electricity is expensive at the show yeah. So, yeah yeah and uh and so i knew how to do certain things like that and i'd be like oh no i you know they'd be like well this is really Great spot, I'd be like, no, no, no. yeah, you know, like because I knew, away, knew how uh, traffic. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, where's the front door? Where are the bathrooms? Where's the bathrooms? Where's, where's the food? Where's, yeah. the, where's the food? Right, yeah. Yeah. and all of that. So yeah, it was definitely, um and you know, sometimes I'd be buying like five or six booths, so that gave you some, you know, some clout to say, well, oh yeah, would like yeah. to do, and they'd <laughs> be like, oh, okay, you they know, like that, <laughs> of course, you know. And this right. was back in the day where you know you. You had to give them cash, you know, or you yeah. had to write a check, you know, there yeah, they didn't take credit cards. They didn't, you know, you had a, a year ahead, like not even right. the day of, but a year ahead. Oh, yeah. For yeah. the booth that you wanted to be able to secure the spot. So, or you, you know, you could choose to move that kind of thing. So it's just, yeah, there's a whole, like people don't realize that there's a whole method mindset to that. And in there fact, is. I just gotten yeah. asked to help put on. Um, an ast an astrology conference that hmm. had had you know not been doing it during the pandemic and so they're coming back but it was literally that kind of like that thing again you know we don't always have to say just because we can do something doesn't mean we have to say yes right so it was just correct. that thing where it was like that is interesting and mm -hmm. I don't think it fits in yeah what I want to be doing right now I, you know right. again we don't want to be taking away our energy from Right, right. And you got to know when to uh, subscribe to something and know how much it's going to subscribe your energy to it, uh, how much it's going to be as far as input. Is that something you, you work with clients with is to uh, help them develop a, a plan for how their business is going to operate? Um, no. No? 
No, I am not the person who help you with the blueprint. Yeah, I can refer you to people. That's not my forte. My forte is really working with somebody once they have their plan. Once they have and, the plan. And okay. either they've been doing it for a while and it's not, I always say, what I help people with is either their ROI or their ROE. And that's the return on investment or return on energy. Right. Okay. Because it's at that point, if they already know what they're doing and they're already making money, there's a reason, you know, most people, because when we first start a business as an entrepreneur, we do all these things, right? We have all these tactics that we do in order that we feel like that it's going to build our income and give us, you know, exposure or whatever. And so we do a lot and it takes right. a lot, right? I was just talking here about, you know, having a team, right? A, a, a virtual team. But here's the thing is that once you, the hardest place for an entrepreneur to get is their first six figures. Right. Once you're there, you don't have to do more. You have to do less and you have to do dis You have to have discernment on what that looks like. And a lot of times people are in that old paradigm that they got to keep doing more. I mean, they're looking at their plate going, I can't fit anything else right. on it. They double down basically. And it's like, yeah. no, you don't have to do more. So what I really do is I help people energetically change and reframe what they're putting out and then it you know that's what people will say i haven't done anything differently except i've been working with you right or i had a session with you and it's completely different and i'm like cuz that's the way it's supposed to be mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so okay. yeah and um you utilize different programs to kind of work with the client, work with the business. I have one modality at this point. I have 13 different certifications, but I have one modality to work with people because I see the biggest difference instantly yeah. um, and painlessly. You know, those right. are the big things. Because as I say, you know, what happens with an entrepreneur, again, no time. Right. Yeah. Like they, that's, you know, the the Typically. most valuable asset that we right. have is time. It's limited. We only have 24 hours in a day. You can always make more money. You can have endless amount of money. But but that's what, and so people get it backwards. They think that their money is limited <laughs> and their time is unlimited. And it is not. It's right. the opposite. And it's what like what you do. So it's really looking at where people are and changing all of all of the beliefs and the traumas because trauma affects you personally and professionally. Yeah. The non-forgiveness as an entrepreneur, you're going to make a you know, spoiler alert, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to waste right. some money. But if you're afraid, you know, so what happens with people is they get more cautious, hmm. which is just human nature. And I get it. But right. you have to say, I learned my lesson but what happens is that people get into their fear and they forget what that gift or lesson was and then they repeat the same mistake and then again it confirms like oh i need to be more cautious or i need to be fearful right. and that's not that's not what's going to grow your business and people don't want to be uncomfortable so i'm not saying i want people to be in pain or suffering but you do have to be uncomfortable you do have to stretch a little bit and when you do that, you'll make more money. Hmm. Is that Let's typically step out what of your comfort zone? Yeah, that's typically what happens, or what needs to happen, is uh, a little pressure from uh, trying or applying well, something it's, outside it's, of the box. Doing it so that they can step out of their comfort comfort zone without being uncomfortable. Hmm. Mm -hmm. There's typically a reason why people cannot step out of their comfort zone. Right. And, and there's usually some type of trauma. There's some type of non-forgiveness. Right. And when we change that, things just shift. Yeah. They take action. They move forward. They make better decisions. We're a traumatized society. And if yeah. you, and we, you know, every bad decision that I've ever made in my life was because it was made out of a reaction. Yeah. Right. I wasn't objective and neutral. Right. Right. So if we can change that where people aren't reacting, where entrepreneurs aren't reacting, but they're making decisions 
following their knowing. I mean, that's what made my trade show sales company so successful was I did it all by intuition. Mm -hmm. I did it, you know, I knew some things. I have some, you know, I did a lot of things wrong. Like I didn't hire anybody to work for me. Mm. I was young. I was stupid. And I thought, why would I pay somebody something for something I can do? There's a reason, folks. As I've gotten older, I can tell you that, right? But I was young and I just thought, well, you know, I can do it. Why would I pay somebody? I can do it. And it wasn't that I wanted to give up the control. I was just being cheap, right? Like I didn't see the value. But now I know the value. Like I I delegate it all off. Because that's what- 100%. But I had to have somebody help me learn, understand what to delegate. It's not that I, you know, you know, he's like, Oh, I understand. You didn't want to give up control. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I, my first business, I had never done that. I didn't have that experience. So I needed, you know, I had a coach at the time that I was, I literally started crying saying, I don't understand what to delegate off. What do I delegate? And she's like, let's, you know, let's make a list. Yeah. And we did. And then, and it's been beautiful since. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now, what I find with uh, physical sales or in-person sales, non, not online, um, what a lot of businesses don't do is they don't delegate the sales. You know, they don't get somebody else to do that portion, which I find is uh, one of the biggest things I would advise somebody in trade show world is to get help, you know, because you can only sell to so many people in a certain amount of time whereas if there's two of you or three of you you've just sold to that many more people and it's uh something that a lot of people don't realize that they can do like you said or don't know the process or are afraid to spend the money or think it's going to be really expensive it's like if it's a hundred dollars and your items are selling for twenty dollars or something like that you're going to easily make that hundred dollars back on that person's sales in an hour, probably, you know, whatever. What I I like to say is, is that, you know, a lot of times people will look at and go, oh, I'm paying them a percentage or, you know, that's a percentage less that I get. But what I always say, a hundred percent of zero is still zero. Right. Right. So if you're not, and most people who are in the holistic community are not salespeople. Right. That's not their forte. They do not understand. They want to help. They want to serve. And I, but you can also make money and help and serve. And that's the big thing is that if you don't like to close people, if you don't like to ask for money, then hire a salesperson because they will be able to do that. And, you know, and and contact me because I can, again, I'm a great connector. I know people who train teams to be able to do this for you. And it, it's worthwhile. I mean, one of the things that the reason I've been successful as a healer, I always say I'm a woo-woo person with a business background. My mm-hmm. background is sales. I yeah. know how to close people. Right. I know what to, I know that journey. I know what to say and I don't have a problem with it. See, yeah. my kitten. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I'm real clear on the fact that, yes, I want to help people but I also need to keep a roof over my head and I need to, you know, right. I need Sales. to cover. I, right. Yeah. It's the job. It's a, it's a big portion of, I think most businesses sales marketing, it's a bigger portion of the job. And it's not something that a lot of people are comfortable with doing is the sales. Um, Absolutely. You know, the talking because to I think a person. When people think of sales, <laughs> they think of a used car salesman. Yeah. Right. right? And, yeah. and that's, you know, um, I have a colleague that she uh, trains sales teams or she trains salespeople and then, you know, can connect you with them who best yeah. would be a good fit for you in your organization. Right. And as she says, you know, sales is the greatest form of service. Yeah. For your client. Right. And usually they're, they're there or they're being approached because there's a need or a desire for what is being offered. So that's should, should in theory, unless it's completely a cold, a cold approach, but uh, you know, in theory that 
should be uh, you providing value and service in the means of or in the, in the way of sales, you know. So you, you need to do the sale to help the person. And if you can translate it that way, or if it is that kind of operation, then great. Um, if right. it's cold, because I've I'm not cold helping people and... if they're not hiring me, right? right? Like I'm not, like I can help people if they hire me, but right. if they're not hiring me, I can't help them. So it doesn't, it's a disservice to them. Yeah. If I don't ask them if they would like to hire me. And, you know, that's the big thing too, is that, um, like I was, I, I do work with people to help them structure their business. Like I said, once they have their business plan and they understand what their marketing is or how they want to market, yeah. you know, like I have a client, um, her background is medical hmm. and she is a clinician. Right. So, you know, she does these, you know, um, discovery sessions and she does lab results with people. And so I was just talking to her today, like breaking it down. And, you know, you're either going to love me or hate me from this perspective. I'll just <laughs> say that I was breaking it down for her saying, okay, but when you have this conversation, you're not just giving them their results. You're planting seeds for them to continue working with you. Right. Like be intentional. Right. And, yeah. you know, having been, you know, I've been in that, self-awareness journey for 32 years. It, I think it's part of what has allowed me to be able to have success as an entrepreneur, because I am willing to look at myself and what my piece is and, you know, what I need to work on and look at it alter, you know, alternatively. And, but, uh, you know, that's the thing is that you have to be intentional. Like, this is what I'm doing. And she, you know, she's taking notes, right? Like, this is something that makes total sense to me. Oh, yeah. But usually other healers will look at me and either they will love me because they want to be able to do what I do, mm -hmm. or they'll resent the heck out of me because they can't and they don't want to do what I can do. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm a great, you know, I'm good at what I do, but I'm good at running my business on what yeah. I do. Right. And so that is, you know, again, you have to get help. You know, what is it? Hire your weaknesses and pay that's them exactly well. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Always delegate out that what you don't want to do, because that's, that becomes the drain. You know, that becomes a business drain. If you don't like doing sales, don't do the sales because right. it won't come off right. It won't probably work. Um, you know, don't do the part that you don't like. <laughs> for a lot of people, that's not just stepping out. You know, again, I can do some work with somebody to where it's easy for them to do sales, not to teach them how to do sales, but for them to just be comfortable asking for the money. I mean, I right. can help somebody with that in 10 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Or less. Yeah, a little coaching. Because that has that. to do with some type of trauma, some type of experience that they've had that is not sitting well with them. Right. I mean, yeah. but I feel like that, you know, Again, my greatest gift is that I'm a problem solver, first and mm -hmm. foremost. And that's what has allowed me to be able to do what I do for a living, because I can see what the problem is. And I use a modality that allows it to shift like that. Yeah. And, and you know, it's that type of thing. So when I look at something, you know, back before the pandemic, you know, I would have colleagues that were like in networking groups that I was in that would kiddingly say, you know, if you have, if you're looking you know, for alternatives, if you're trying to figure out something, you know, take Brenda for a cup of coffee and tell her what you're working on and she'll give you some ideas for yeah. free. Right. Because yeah. I, again, you know, I have a million ideas. Some of them I can help you implement. Some of them I can't, but I can absolutely connect you with somebody who can help you right. do that. Right. So and you have to make it easy for people to be able to refer you. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, I accidentally, I built this business, you know, uh, 17 years by word of mouth. I never asked for a referral mm -hmm. and I didn't know that that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I just, <laughs> you always got to ask. Yeah. Can't it just hurt. happens. <laughs> and I'm being more intentional and training people. And, and I say training, right. but giving them like the copy just to cut and paste to, to send to somebody or to connect you. Like I didn't, these are things that I've discovered later in life to make it or later in this career that actually pay off. Yeah. 
So through experience, you've learned to uh, what works and what doesn't work and found certain shortcuts that are tried and true by your own stumbling along the way and finding you know the golden ticket to success in that regard for whatever angle or part of the business it is yeah well and uh, here's the thing you don't have to do it like everybody else right like just because it works for somebody else you know it and talking about trade shows right yeah i didn't know what a networker i was when i did trade shows because of course if you did a show you looked at your neighbor to the left and the yep. right and you asked them what show they had done before right? Like where did they come from? What show did they do? What was their experience with it? Was it a good show? Was it a bad show for them? Now, just because it was a bad show for them didn't right. necessarily mean it was going to be a bad show for me. Mm -hmm. exactly. So it's not like I just took, you know, because there could be so many variables yeah. on why it was a bad show for them. Actually, what you gain from that is the knowledge of another show. Right. Uh, you don't really gain much, uh, off of anybody else's experience the, the, it could have been raining that day there's just no telling but the knowledge I of the always shows, ask a million questions yeah well, why you know why was it a good show for you why was it a bad show for you what made it you know and my idea of a good show may be different than their idea of a right. good show or a bad show right yeah. so those were a lot of questions that i asked in order to be able to find out and i think it's the same thing right now like people right now you know and it's been pretty popular, you know, since the quarantine is they have these cookie cutter, like, um, business plans or business ideas on how to right. do this. And, and that may not fit your personality. It may not fit your industry. It, right. Right. There, there are a million reasons why it won't work. And then what we do as entrepreneurs is make it about us. Yeah. There's something right. defective about me. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have a, a franchisor that is a client of mine and she was telling me like some plan or something that she was doing and it just didn't sound like her. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And she's like, well, my mentor, she has a mentor as well, who's in the industry. Like I'm not in the, I don't know the franchise industry. Okay. Right, right. What I do know is just business and energy. And I just looked at her and I said, but I don't think that will work for you. Like right. this doesn't sound like you how would you do it? And she told me and I said, then do that. Yeah. Right. And she did. And like, she got all of these leads. She got all and It's because she was doing what fit for her. Now there are certain things that we have to do. And sometimes we may be uncomfortable with them just a little bit. Right. Yeah. But there are, there are a lot of things that you don't have to do. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and that's where the delegation comes in too. If you're not and in the sales, don't do the sales, you know, and discernment. And discernment yeah and you know and tactics yourself right like yeah. and your decisions that kind of thing yeah yeah um, business by itself isn't for everybody but a lot of people see it and want to get involved in it or see something in a business that they want to be have become them in a way and so are you seeing a certain type of trauma as being like a kind of a, a normal issue uh, over and over again with well people. it's 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 their childhood yeah something you know, in the childhood or is it specific to like a certain thing relating around success or business that happened when they're no there's so many things that's what people don't understand is that trauma is trauma like right. it could be for one person their mom being five minutes late picking them up from preschool one day right for another person, it could be a car accident. It could be an act of war. Trauma is just, and we're a traumatized society. We come into this world traumatized yeah. because our ancestors were traumatized, right? So it's not, it's just that. And people don't understand the connection. Right. That it, it has nothing to do with business. Right, right. But it's going to affect your business. But it's going to affect the business, the success. Yeah. And here's Finding the thing. Success. People always say, you know, I'm, I don't do this because I'm so afraid to fail. I said, oh, no, no. You know how to fail. Yeah. <laughs> You're afraid of success. Right. That's the deal. Most people are thinking, oh, I'm afraid to fail. It's like, oh, no, no. You've already done that. Right. You, you know what that feels like, right? Yeah, you clearly have done um, that. So. Um, it, it's it's success because yeah. for most people, you know, I always say what 
what allowed me to be able to make money in this business is because I made a lot of money in my last business. So I know what that feels like. Right. I just because I know what that feels like. Right. That's it. Plain and simple. Riding on a wave. For a lot of people, they don't know what it feels like. And I can remember I was in a mastermind years ago and it was a lot of newer entrepreneurs. And there was this one, she was like a little cheerleader and she was like, everybody should be an entrepreneur. Don't, and she just, you know, she knew I'd been an entrepreneur for a long time. She goes, when you agree. And I was like, absolutely not. Right. No. No. (laughs) Now, is she still an entrepreneur? No. Right. Right. Like, I mean, it's not meant for everybody because you have to deal with yourself. Like I said, you're constantly dealing with yourself. In your yeah. business. Yeah, I find um, in having a lot of trade show experience myself um, and seeing a lot of other people run their operation the way that they feel fit to run it, uh, that you find that a lot of people, you feel like maybe they shouldn't be doing it in whatever aspect, be it their personality just idle or their personality with people, um, the way that they see to design or set up their, their space, or... Um, their approach, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into it, but sometimes you see, you know, an outfit and you say, why, why are you even doing this? You know, there's gotta be maybe online would be better or something like that, but be more fitting to the person's personality. Um, and that, was that something that you do is you kind of say, look, let's look at how you're doing this. You already have your business and success. Let's line you up with the, with what's proper to your, uh, personality? Well, right. And a lot of times when I work with people, I work with them cellularly and we make some changes and a lot of it, it just organically happens. Like I don't have to make a lot of suggestions. I will like say I was talking to this clinician and I was just kind of breaking it down on what her intention needed to be. And then she understood it, right? Cause she's right. done, we've done a lot of work together. She gets it. And I'm like, you know, this is part of it. Yes. And this, and I was, and you know, another thing is I was looking at the big thing that I talk to people a lot about is their pricing. Hmm. Cause that's the big thing. Again, when we're talking about value and we're talking about understanding what we're worth, people don't, you know, and again, people can, and what I do for a living, I'm a theta healer. I'm probably one of the most expensive theta healers in the world. Hmm. But I've been doing it for 17 years as a business and have done it, you know, full time. Yeah. There's value in that. You talk to somebody who's just been doing it a year or, and I'm also an instructor. So I teach people as well. I've been doing that for 17 years. Hmm. There's value in that, that I can you know, just in my own experience. So it wasn't a side hustle for me. And I believe me, I've had side hustles. That's what happens when we're new entrepreneurs. I've had side hustles. I get that. But my business was never a side hustle. I had a side hustle that made sure that I had income coming in as I was starting a new business. Yeah. building. That's two completely different things. Right. And so, you know, that's the thing is that, you know, and people, you know, if you're not willing to treat it as a business, then you're going to make money like it's a hobby. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not going to serve you. Yeah. If it's not working, uh, rethink it, retool it. And, uh, and usually it does, it is a dedication factor. Like you said, the energy, um, there has to be an allocation, a proper allocation of energy and time put into whatever the project is. Um, Unless it's a, what do they call it? A passive, which almost doesn't exist. I don't think it's a real thing. Passive <laughs> income. It's like, what is that now? And not that good right now, right? We're talking right, about gold right. and silver right now, folks. If you want <laughs> passive income, gold and silver. Gold and um, silver, that's right. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing is that I just feel like that, you know, there is no... You know, and everybody thinks like, oh, my marketing, the best thing for it is social media, right? Like, the, you know, this is how, but, and then, you know, posting a million pictures on what you ate and selfies, that's <laughs> not going to cut it. Right, you still right. have to form relationships. 
No. I mean, I kind of got away from that because I thought, well, let me learn about this social media thing. And I've come like full circle and gone, you know what? It's always been about relationships. It is, yeah. You know, and it's being intentional in those relationships and looking at who are my best, like who could be my, you know, really good referral partners for me and affiliates for me right. and making it easy for that to happen. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned because I just have and and just keep building and nurturing those relationships. Yeah. And that's what social media is all about. It's connection. Keeping that connection. I don't know if people understand that completely <laughs> though, right? So that's no, the there's a lot of lost in the weeds that happens, I think, with social media specifically, because there's so much stimulus in different directions that people have their own, like you said, their own patterns that they're already in. Call we could you could call that a trauma too in their own way of dealing with social media. But uh, when they approach it with business, it has to be a very different um, animal for success, at least. Uh, it's to retool your own personal page can be very difficult because it'll alienate your current network or your current connections. If you start doing something different, then they they may not, I don't even know if the algorithm will start to show them that because you've, you've changed your, your whole MO. I know. Um, when did we ever have to know about an algorithm? Right? <laughs> it's like we do now. We know what that means yeah. now because, right. you know, we didn't used to have to be concerned with that. Now we do. It's just and another just, angle. And that's when I kind of just go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and that's where you recommend to allocate to somebody that does do that for a living for their job and say, okay, here's, you know, here's the uh, one, two, three dollar bills and do the thing that I don't understand or I don't know or I don't want to do. And a lot of people don't want to do the social portion of social media, that networking portion, the answering every comment with another comment and the, all of that. Or even just posting, stuff. even just even posting just post. and sharing. I mean, yeah. it's that thing, you know, I was just talking to my social media manager and asking her like, when is the, when is a good time for us to post, you know, just asking her certain yeah. things. Cause there's definitely a method to the madness. Yep. And she 100%. you know, told me exactly. And I was like, great. I'm so glad you know this. Cause I don't, you know, my brain yeah. doesn't want to hold that information. Just and how much energy of your own would be spent trying to figure out all these different mechanisms for just one of the platforms let alone five or six different platforms, depending on where you're trying to, uh, who you're trying to approach. They all have a different way of dealing with posts and hashtags and um, how you post. If you post from outside it towards the platform or if you post directly on the platform, so many different things that go into each uh, world of marketing. Basically, LinkedIn is very different than Facebook or and very different than Twitter and very different than TikTok and all these other things. And Instagram, and, absolutely. And, Instagram, and there's different, you know. and there's different um, markets, right? So it depends you know. on, you know, that's the big thing too, is I'm like, well, you know, okay, is, 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 your, is your ideal client there? Right. Is LinkedIn and the most place for you? Don't know, right. Like most people <laughs> don't know. And I'm right. like, okay, well, we don't just go on there because we go on there. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a matter of is, well, can, you know, is who on there, can they, do they want to hear what I have to say? Right. Right. There's a, there's a method uh, to the madness. I think of like uh, for this show, I posted everywhere without expectation because my goal in doing that at the, at the initial is for the SEO, for for you, the guest, to be able to have that SEO contact, that linkage from that site to your website. I think it's very valuable marketing, but it's also that there may be somebody randomly that stumbles across it and finds their way to you, which I think is great. But there's a proper time to post to reach more people and each for each platform. So at the very little that you get off of a post on a platform from a marketing standpoint is that uh, the robots, you know, the uh, the web robots that go around looking for the looking for the link, you know, uh, on a grander scale, each platform has a way to network with certain people. And um, 
I would imagine LinkedIn is great for your what your work is because you're working with businesses. But then I could be very wrong. Maybe it's, uh, you know, wellness.com or something like that or, you know, some big conglomerate community. Um, but they're it's all very primarily, different. You know, I've, at first, you know, when, when LinkedIn first came on the scene, right, it was for corporate. It was for people right. who worked in businesses and I didn't get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't understand it because I haven't worked for a business forever long. I was like, I don't understand, you know, and it right. just operated differently. And now they're taking like some of the things that they like, like an in Instagram and some of the yeah. things that they like in Facebook and they're applying it and it's, it's changing. It's real different. Um, but definitely it is a more business background person versus yeah. it being more social than, right. you know, than say like in, in Instagram or in um, Facebook. Yeah. But definitely. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say I've cracked the code on social media by any right. length of the imagination. And I've kind of coming to terms with the fact that I don't know if I want to crack it. Yeah. Uh, well, again, it's a time suck. You know, it's just going to take away time, which is energy. And the allocation of time is the most important, most valuable thing that you have. You know, it's Absolutely. where all the energy goes, whatever Absolutely. you spend your time on. Uh, the theta healing that you do, mm -hmm. that's out of the 13 different modalities. Uh, that's mm -hmm. the, the one that you, the, that's your golden ticket for yourself, for your success. What does that entail exactly? Well, it's, it's called theta healing because as a practitioner, I go into a theta brain wave. That is a deep meditative state. So you can think of it as a meditation or a prayer. Mm -hmm. um, we use kinesiology. So we muscle test to discover what beliefs a person has. What I love about theta healing is it's like a science project. Yeah. So we have a constant, which is the muscle testing. There's a yes and a no. We discover what beliefs people have by muscle testing because most people use the word belief they think that belief has to do with believe. Mm -hmm. When I right. when somebody says I believe, well, that's not your belief. That's just a that's just that's a verb, right? Right, right. Um, so most people can tell me how they think and how they feel, but what we create in our lives and our business is what we do believe, what our beliefs are. And it's yeah. not what you think that they are. Right. Because they're held at a cellular level. So we muscle test to discover what those are. We actually go into a theta brainwave and sh change them cellularly yeah. and then come back and re-muscle test to confirm that mm -hmm. the change has been made. Yeah. So it, that's what's really powerful about it is that it's very directed. Right. And we're working on specific things. Like I love energy work. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, 13 different certifications, <laughs> there are things, but it's never, you know, with certain ones, it's, it's not that directed. It's not that succinct. Uh, I've worked with mainstream America doing right. what I do for a yeah. living and they can appreciate it because there's that science experiment there's the before there's the after the brain sees that a change has been made through kinesiology right and that's and very you, important and when you bypass the brain to make changes it is so easy and that's what theta healing does because the change you know everybody's always like well i gotta change my mindset i gotta do affirmations but an affirmation is is a repeating of what you know you can't have i mean i'm mm -hmm. sorry it is so because if your belief want. system isn't in alignment with it, you don't have to say it a million times if your belief system is in alignment. Right. It's why when people do hypnotherapy, you know, you'll hear about the person who stopped smoking and hear about the person who didn't stop smoking. Right. Why did the person stop smoking that did hypnotherapy? Because their beliefs on a cellular level were in alignment with the change that was made in their head. Right. They were in line with the program that they wanted. They became that program, basically. Absolutely. And, and they acknowledged. Uh, that's one of the most important parts of all. And, and people miss that, is acknowledgement, uh, acknowledging the change. Um, it's very important to get that acknowledgement to kind of seal the deal, impress Absolutely. the new change. Of, and because Congratulations, you made it. You know, clap, clap, clap. Right. You know. you know, what happens a lot, I always say that if you want to be confirmed and validated for what you do for a living, do not become a theta healer. Mm. 
because it's as if it's always been. And so what ends up happening, which is why I've gotten a lot of referrals, is that everybody around that person that's had a session with me is like, what did you do? Yeah. Like, why are you so different? And, you know, like they'll know it. And then the person will be like, oh, am I different? And they'll be like, yeah, you are, you know, because they deal with them, whether it be their significant other, spouse, um, business partner, um, you know, child, parent, whoever that is, they're just like, no. And that's why I've gotten a lot of referrals because I'll always, I always tell this story. When I did a lot of networking in person before the pandemic, and many years before the pandemic, it wasn't like the pandemic or the quarantine changed that for me. I had stopped really doing in-person networking before right. that, years before that. But when I did it, inevitably there would be, I'm not going to lie, I'm just going to be honest, a woman every time who would be like, I'd like to have a one-on-one with you. Can we go to coffee? And I'd be like, sure, you know. So we'd meet for coffee and I'd be like, well, you have an idea of what I do. Did you have a question or was there a reason why you want to meet? And this is what would come out of their mouth my husband needs to have a session with you. Mm. And I'd be like, really? (laughs) Okay. And I said, well, you know, the world is our mirror. Mm. And if you want another human being to have a different reflection with you, it starts with you. So maybe you might want to consider having a session with me. Right. And then your husband may not have to have a session with me. Right. But inevitably, I'm going to tell you, I probably got about 70% of the husbands because they would, because men are, men are, men, but proof's in the pudding with man. If he, you know, like the husband would be like, oh, there is a difference with her. Like, and you did that in one session and how much right. was that? You know, like, they're like, oh man, I'll do it. Yeah. You know? Right. So that was the thing. It's like, that's the big change. You want to see the reflection differently in your business. If you want to see a, you know, reflection differently in a relationship, it starts with you. But the deal is, is that as an entrepreneur, we don't have a lot of excess time to be like going through and mulling through. And that's why you want to have somebody be able to help you to shift that energy to support you. I actually just acquired a um, software that I pretty much is theta healing and software, but it allows me like right now I'm running about 20 people today, tonight mm-hmm. with this software. They don't have to meet with me. I know what it is that they want to work on. The software knows how to do it. Mm. And yeah. so I don't, you know, so it makes it more affordable for people right. to be able to get the same results that they could get with me, but in a software. And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't have to be the, you know, you don't have to, you know, it benefits you to work with me, but I have other options that can fit your budget and that you can get just as much success with. And that was, that's just something that's come into my life, like in the last six weeks. Oh, okay. Because it was just a thought going, you know. People need more help. Physical healing is not, you know, like somebody has something and we've got a lot of physical stuff going on right now in the world. And that is not my cup of tea. It's not my bandwidth. It's not, not where I go, but my software does, (laughs) you know, like it's like, you know, and it (laughs) has done some amazing things. So that's the thing. It's like being able, and again, I'm pivoting, right? Like I just actually was, doing a live with a guy who is an astrologer and he was saying like that AI and softwares are going to be really big. He doesn't even know I have this. And he goes, 2023 is the year of software. And and he goes, we're going to see like new AIs and and people are going to be aware of AIs and it's really going to make a big difference. And I'm like, I'm so glad that I'm in the right timing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You're in sync with what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of different ways, but I help people with, People don't understand that it's their beliefs that they've inherited, mm-hmm. that they've brought in with them, that have happened in this lifetime. And a lot of it doesn't even really have to do with this lifetime. Right. That the traumas that they've experienced or that they've inherited or that they've brought with them, the non-forgiveness that they have for themselves, for their divine power, for other people who were involved with this. You know, they always mm-hmm. say, you know, resentment is a poison that you drink and wait for the other person to die. 
right? Like, you know, that doesn't yeah. work when you're in business. You have, and, and even with yourself, you have to forgive yourself. And for most human beings, just because of what our capabilities are, that can be time consuming. I can do it like that with Theta Healing. And forgiveness makes a huge difference. But having been an entrepreneur, I figured out the the formula. I have a 90 minute intro session that I can do with people. And I created it that if I never saw the person ever again, they'd be good. Hmm, that's great. And it's, been, yeah. it's been my call. You know, it's been my claim to fame. And yeah. then what that led to was people saying, what else you got, which it was not why I created it. And either I got referrals as a result of it. People wanted to learn how theta healing or they, right. they wanted, they bugged me enough for years to say what, you know, if you can do this for me in 90 minutes, what else can you do for me? And I kept saying, Oh no, no, no. I, you know, I, I, I don't, you can do it yourself. Right. Cause I love to empower people, but yeah. then I figured out a lot of people, they don't have the time or the energy. They right. would rather just, since I've done it for so long and I have the background, they'd rather me just do it for them. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I can do that. Yeah. And, I stopped and, fighting it. I stopped, you know, I always want to empower yeah. people, but I stopped fighting the people who were smart enough to know this is, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane. Yeah. Yeah. Know your strengths and, and leverage those. Um, do you, um, so you'd be able now to kind of automate at least an intro version of what you would do in, in full tail, like in a session with you, you've also been able to create like an intro with the software. Is that right? Well, with the software, I can do it a differently. It's approached in a different way. Wouldn't say exactly my intro session because my intro session is a little bit broader, but in the long run for less money, right? the software is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, um, how can they do that? Well, um, brendabbailey.com is my website. If you want to have like a 30 minute chat with me to just, you know, find out about the software or find out about Theta Healing or find out about how to do a business plan and who I would refer, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's um, www.chatwithbrendab.com. Excellent. And you can and, schedule, you know, schedule a session, you know, not a session, a time to chat with me. Yeah. And you are the uh, network. You you basically, somebody needs something. You're that resource, that concierge. For I'm a connector. Business. I know yeah. people. And here's the thing. I don't just like refer somebody because they're a friend of mine. I refer somebody because I know their reputation. I've either had an experience with them. That's why I'm a good connector. Yeah. I don't just, you know, I remember one time I was at a networking, actually a holistic networking meeting. And um, my ex-husband, who was a paranormal investigator, hmm. wanted to have somebody build him a website. So I went to the guy who I knew built websites and had a really good reputation. And I knew him. We were colleagues. And I said, you know, um, my ex-husband, well, my husband at the time, would really would like to have you build a website for him. And he said, oh, you ought to, let me introduce you to this guy. He was like standing next to him. And he goes, he can build the website for you as well. Hmm. And I said, okay. So when the guy, the other guy walked off, I looked at him and I said, so how do you know him? Hmm. He said, oh, I just met him here. I said, do you know his work? And he goes, he got really quiet. I said, because here's the thing. A referral is a reflection of you. Yeah. So if this guy screws over my husband. Right. Are you going to be, are you, you're going to be accountable for it? Yeah. Because that's what happens when you're recommending somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he got, he goes, have him, have him call me. Because <laughs> I, like, I know your work. Right. I know who you are. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing that it's really important is that, you know, I mean, we were just talking, I was telling you, like, I can refer with, un, without a doubt, like my virtual assistant mm -hmm. team. You know, and the person who runs them, he, you know, you may not get the people who do it for me, but she has trained everybody that does that. And, right, you know, yeah. I trust her a hundred percent and she is, I've referred, I mean, I have built her business, right? Yeah. Like she loves me. She'd do anything right. for me <laughs> because I refer her because I know she's good. I know she's affordable. And I know that I've never had anybody say, oh, I was disappointed by what they did. Never. Yeah. In three years. Never. So I know, like, I would refer 
her all day long. And in fact, there was a point where she finally said, I can't handle any more new clients. And I was like, okay, I will stop referring you. Yeah. As they say, your, uh, your word and your referral is your honor. <laughs> so, make well, sure it's integrity all good. is so important, right? Like yeah, I, it, I was just actually looking at a social media post where somebody said, "Don't recommend as part of your program technology or software that you don't use yourself." Yeah, right. Yeah, know how it works because it ha could have glitches, could have weird anomalies, and if you're recommending it out and it has this anomaly in it, then you look like you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Even with my becomes... software, I have available to people a free seven-day experience, mm -hmm. right? And so I have people who want to refer to me experience it so that they understand what they are recommending to people. Yeah. And so right. that they understand like what it did for them. Because mm -hmm. I know for myself, I have to have an experience. Right. And then, right. I, can, and then I can speak about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good referral. Used. It's a used referral. You say, oh, yeah, I've, I've used it. It's great. And that's very valuable for sure. So BrendaBBailey.com? Yes. That's the uh, the BBB of um, uh, business alignment, right? <laughs> Triple B. That's what they call me. Triple, Triple B. B. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Very easy to remember, too. Brenda B. Bailey. Excellent. And um, I'll have your uh, web address linked in the description as well, of course. Um, did you have any uh, advice for somebody that's uh, just starting out and having trouble uh, that you could help them out with? Well, again, I think I've said a lot of really good gems here throughout. Like yeah. if you're having problems, is it that are you in alignment with what you're doing, how you're marketing, how you're selling, how you're lined up? Are you being intentional in what you're doing and are you being consistent? Yeah. Right. Consistency is a big thing. And are you right? Does it fit you? Right. Because that is the big thing. Have a plan. I mean, gosh, you can, again, liveplan.com. Beautiful place to be able to, I mean, it's very inexpensive. It'll give you a business plan. You just, you know, you just enter in things and it'll, you could even create a pitch, a pitch deck from it. I mean, it's yeah. a great software right. and it's been around for years. I love it. And it's very professional looking, but it can allow you to be able to understand what your plan is, know what your client journey is, yeah. know, make it easy for people to refer you. Right. Give yeah. them something that they can cut and paste and share with somebody else. Yeah. Well, and that's very important with sales. Uh, the goal actually is for people to contact you, make it easy for that to happen. And when they, when it is happening, make sure you answer. <laughs> that's the other part. Right. Well, and follow up with people. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many times, and I'm not great at follow up, but, <laughs> but I just know that, um, that I will do it, even though I don't like it. And usually, you know, you have to say something to somebody a couple of times with detachment, right? Like right. I'm not, and be able to follow up with them and let it be what it is. I mean, I've had great opportunities as a result of follow-up. Right. You know, Joe Vitale has been a client of mine. Right. I mean, because I followed up with him. Right. 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 Uh, I've had, you know, people who have been, you know, I've been included like in books or I've been referenced, that kind of thing because of my just keep checking in. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Maintain the contact. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Of course. And um, we'll get make sure that we get some people to go to your website. And if they are having some issues, that's where they need to go. BrendaBBailey.com. And, you know, you can look and there's information on the intro session there. There's yeah. information on how to, like, schedule a chat with me. There's information on how to have the free seven-day experience if you want to do it with the software. I mean, there's – and this is an amazing – this is not a, a commonly known software. Like, because right. everybody always tries to guess, is it this one? Is it this one? I'm like, oh, no, you've never had an experience like this. And it's free. 
That's and great. everything's communicated through email, so it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to think about it. Just do well, it. And you don't have to show up or you don't have to be somewhere at a certain time or you don't, you know, you just right. fill out a form. Yeah, nice and easy. <laughs> Make it, it easy. Exactly. There's the theme. Make it easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just another way to make things work better. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> thank you That's so great. much. No, thank you too. And have a great day. All right. Take Good care. Night. Yep. Bye-bye.